She's Awakened is a podcast hosted by Awakened Souls Ministry. We all come to know God because He has touched our hearts in some way, therefore awakening us. Let's chat and open ourselves up to becoming vessels on topics His Spirit leads us to. Welcome to She's Awakened, and thank you for joining us. Today, I'm excited about our very first guest. I'll be talking with Delilah Trevino. Many of you may already know her, but let me briefly describe her to you in my own words. She is one of my closest friends who I've known for over 25 years. She's a devoted wife and mother of two handsome men. She's a true fashionista who inspires me to add more color to my daily wardrobe. And she's an exceptional hostess who is great at entertaining. And not only is she great at entertaining, but she is exceptional at serving spiritually, which leads us to who she's evolved to over the years that I've known her. So now I know her to be a trusted confidant, a giver of good, sound biblical advice, a mighty prayer warrior. She is spiritually strong. Her faith is fierce and she is obedient to God, which is why we're here today. She's also the founder of Awakened Souls Ministry. Welcome, Delilah. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I am so excited about this, officially kicking off our very first podcast. Yes, and I'm so excited. It's um, it's amazing. God's amazing, and he's working in our lives, and I'm just over the moon about it. I'm so happy to be doing God's work. So am I. I think this is a, a shared vision, of a shared dream. Absolutely. So I'm excited that we're doing this together, too. That makes it even more special. And a lot more fun. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you and get everyone familiar with who you are because really She's Awakened would not be possible without Awakened Souls Ministry. And so, you know, before we get into podcasting and sending off all these wonderful messages to everyone, I think it's important for everyone to know where the seed was planted for the podcast. So tell us what is Awakened Souls Ministry? So Awaken Souls Ministry is, it's really just another one of many of God's safe houses. Okay. I think God called or planted that seed, like you said, back in 2013. And at the mm-hmm. time, I really didn't know what that was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I had been uh, serving in a senior adults ministry for several years already. Okay. And, um, but I knew that I actually wanted to do something a lot more local. Fort Bend was at a phase in which it was fastly growing. Mm-hmm. and But not just growing. Part of that geographic was retired communities. Mm-hmm. And, and so in my neighborhood, I just kept seeing, you know, matured women. Right. And, and I really wanted to create a space where women can gather. I had been looking for other small groups in our community at the time, and there weren't many, okay. uh, less than a handful. Mm. And so I really wanted to create a space where I can open the doors and have women come together and talk about God, learn about God. But most importantly, to really just be transparent in our skin and who we are. I really wanted to create a space where we could come together and and talk about our different challenges, talk about 
our joys, talk about anything that we actually wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to do it in a setting which was as if you were at home. And that's exactly what I did. I opened the doors to my home. I actually did a meet and greet back in 2017. Okay. And I only ended up with about three attendees. And I had this huge vision that I was going to end up because I got all, like you said, I love entertaining. (laughs) Um, But I ended up with planning out to host about 25 to 30 people. Wow. When I opened the doors and only three people showed up, Mm -hmm. I was a bit discouraged, to be very honest. And I actually even questioned, which, you know, I questioned myself and I said, okay, did I just hear God wrong? Mm Mm-hmm. But I will always remember this. I had one of my members that told me she was going through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she's like, she told me and she said, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. And I took that as God's message to me that I was on track. And so I love to cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to host my very first of Awakened Souls that following year. And it took me that long because I still kept doubting. From the first From the meet, first meet the and first greet. Meeting where three people showed up. And so it took several months for you to go, okay. I still doubt it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I started searching for a job because truly, like I said, I was doubting. And so I started looking for work and... But that's a whole nother story, (laughs) whole nother testimony. Mm -hmm. But uh, what happened was that God had a different plan. And so he had me sit still. And I remember sitting down in my in my Bible reading time and saying, what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? And so clearly and instantly, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit said, don't forget about your ministry. Wow. And that very following month, we launched our very first fellowship in 2000, April of 2018, our very first fellowship for Awakened Souls. Awesome. Wow. I think I just heard a few things that I didn't know. I love this. So what inspired you to start the ministry? I mean, you know, you had your calling from God, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's always a little inspiration too, you know, and it's usually a a personal experience that might help God's prompting to kind of even push you a little further because there's something personal in your life that you can connect with God's calling to what you're to do. So was there something that inspired you to start the ministry? Someone very, very special and dear to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was my grandfather on my dad's side. Okay. So in 2010, um, my grandfather actually was suffering from dementia. And in 2010, and I may be wrong, but we ended up losing my grandfather in 2011. Mm -hmm. But the year before that, we were traveling back and forth as much as we could I was traveling back and forth with my mom and my dad back and forth to see him as frequent as we could because the conditions to travel in Mexico were just horrible. Mm -hmm. They weren't safe. Mm. But I remember in one of our trips, my grandfather couldn't remember the names of any of his daughters. Mm -hmm. But the moment he saw my dad, he remembered my dad's name. Mm. On another trip, he remembered his nickname to me, which was Flaca, which means (laughs) skinny. Uh-huh. Can't say that I'm that now, but um, I saw the suffering in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And 
I also saw that he was alone. He had my aunts that took very, very good care of him, but I still saw that loneliness in his eyes. Yeah. And so I think that's what sparked the desire to help and to serve other people, other people's parents, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. that are alone and probably don't have, for whatever circumstances or reasons, sometimes seniors are left to be by themselves. Right. And so I wanted to give them a space again mm-hmm. of where it gave them another activity, something else to look forward to sure. and gather around with other women in the same circumstances mm-hmm. or similar circumstance that they're in. Yeah, I totally, I get that. I think what drew me into Awakened Souls Ministry on a more personal level, and I don't think you know this, with my parents aging, they had to move into a retirement community going in and out of the retirement community as you know I was you know visiting my parents and and seeing all the women that my mother had become friends with we're talking about the same age group as your beautiful women in the ministry and so I already felt like God was already working on me to experience and and to see you know to look into their eyes and see they're yearning to still be a part of something and continue friendships. You know, I was always hearing stories from my dad and from my mom about it just seemed like every other week or two or three weeks would go by and I'd hear a story about, you know, them losing a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there comes a time when you get up into an age where you're just aging and your friends are passing away. And, and so, you know, I got to see those kind of things firsthand. When you invited me to volunteer for my first time, and that was at the one year anniversary. That was just last April. I felt totally and completely connected to the ministry. I knew it was God ordained. You know, I, I know that God was preparing me to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Awakened Souls ministry for me is a God story. I'm very blessed and happy that we have this podcast that we can talk about our God stories, right? And share Praise God. God, because I do think that God has, and you're right. I mean, I really do believe this 25-year friendship has been so God-ordained. We've lived our life. You know, we still do. We've got our children, but now he's orchestrated for our steps to kind of now walk alongside Yes. on this mm-hmm. beautiful mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with awakened souls so so uh, for that i'm i'm grateful now i've got to give god the glory because he it really all has been him amen it has been him. amen um let's go on to another question what personal life experiences may have prepared you for this calling to the ministry were there any life experiences that prepped you for this certainly i think that um i think that we all have to go through a life experience for god to really reveal what our true purpose and calling is right we don't wake up every morning and god says okay i've got a calling for you right (laughs) right But no, I think that it's, we, we, we do, there's, we all have different battles. We all walk a different life and we're all from, we're all people from different walks of life, but it's truly in the experience that we all have each individually lived in where the revelation follows. You asked, what was that personal life experience? And for me, truly was growing up and seeing how my dad and his sisters truly served each other. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad started working at a very young age to help out his household. 
think he told me, once told me that he started working at the age of six, shining wow. shoes. Wow. And so in Mexico, life isn't easy. And so everybody had to do their part and pitch in however best they could mm-hmm. to help financially. And I remember my dad, they moved to Houston. So we're first generation in the United States. Uh, actually, my dad's none of my dad's siblings ever migrated to the U.S. Wow. My dad was the only one that was here. And so his way of serving was financially. He would provide mm-hmm. financially, and he helped out all of his sisters. And I remember him always saying, and my mom has always said it, that my dad would always, every bit that, every time that he could, he would give them just a little extra so that they can go off and buy their rolls of material so that they they were all seamstresses and so they all made Mm. dresses and they're all seamstresses and so Mm. that's how they were able to contribute to the household but what was most impactful to me was the fact that waking up in the mornings and growing up I remember we the summers my parents would go and they would drop us off you know with my grandparents for a month at a time And so I really, truly got to experience what it was to serve your parents. I got to see that Mm -hmm. firsthand. Mm -hmm. My aunts would get up. They were in the kitchen at the crack of dawn. Soon as that sunrise was, was, was coming through, they, they were helping in the kitchen. They were doing the house cleaning and some of them were already married. And so they were serving Mm -hmm. their husbands, their household first before they ever came to my grandmother's house to help her and helping make breakfast, helping make my grandfather's Mm -hmm. lunch. And so come lunchtime, it would start all over again. So they were there, they would go and serve their families first, and then they Mm -hmm. would come to my grandmother's house and then they would help her. And this was three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I just saw how they catered to their parents. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, that... That to me was, that to me set the tone of how I needed to be and serve others. Okay. Okay. I can see how your personal experience and watching your, you know, your family serving each other, how you could draw from that. And and I see that in your spirit now. Thank you for sharing that. Where is Awakened Souls today? How has it evolved? Wow. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say that God's been very graceful. My very first fellowship consisted of three ladies sitting in my living room. And I was one of them. (laughs) I had a one page message that consisted of one scripture reference, one paragraph experience, experience to share and a closing prayer. And I thought that was my message. And I made sure that I didn't have enough time for a Q&A because I was afraid that if I was asked a question, I wasn't going to know the answer. (laughs) But but it's evolved. So now I use note cards. Awesome. mm -hmm, Or bullet points. And I just let the Holy Spirit do the rest. That's what's important. Definitely. Yeah. Well, God wants us to be transparent, Mm -hmm. right? God wants us to be true to ourselves. But if we're actually wanting to, if we're going to sit here and do God's work, then we really have to make sure that what we're about to message, what we're about to bless our members with, then we need to be as just as transparent as Jesus was with his followers. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed 
after hearing several of the ladies, including yourself, you know, speaking and uh, delivering messages at the fellowships, I, I, one thing I have noticed is that the Holy Spirit does not work off of a script. The Holy Spirit will show up at any given any given time. And you and I right now, we kind of have a, a script and, you know, I explained we're going to loosely go off of the script just to keep some kind of structure, you know, because we have to, because what we're trying to produce for everyone else to mm-hmm. listen to. But in, in life, there's no script. And as long as you're completely relying on the Lord, right? If completely you're, relying and trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us, exactly. You, there's there's no script for that. There is no script for mm-hmm. that, and and so and that's what's so beautiful about. We can have every perfect plan. We can have the mm-hmm. perfect plan, but we've all known. I think you and I both know that God's plan is always more perfect. Right. But I've come to realize, and this is through, you know, having new members, you know, come on board the ministry that have shared with me how genuinely they have felt at home. And I truly owe that to God for giving me the spirit to be very honest. Yes. And to be genuine and not portray who I'm not or to make it seem as if I know the Bible forwards and backwards. I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm still a work in progress. And that's something that I've always shared with all of my members. Yeah. Yeah. I repeat mm-hmm. it all the time. Just as they're learning, I'm learning. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they feel that I'm genuine. Because it keeps them coming back. I think it does too. It gives them you a know? comfort. It's a level of comfort. And, and I feel like when that level of comfort is present in, in a ministry, you know, that just opens the door for them to, to lay their troubles down at the Lord's feet. Just the way that you are in your messages because of your transparency. That's you laying everything out on the table, just being completely, completely. I lay down, I lay it all you down. Like I lay it down. I lay down my brokenness. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Because God knows I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And he's taught me to be so comfortable and so at peace with who I am right now. Mm. I've learned to love myself. I've learned that the only approval I need is his. I've learned I don't need to impress anyone. That's right. But him. Because I'm not working for their kingdom. I'm working for my God's kingdom. Amen. Moving along, how has Awakened Souls changed you as a person? In the past two years, I am absolutely not the person that I was two years ago. Mm, and makes two of us. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the way that God has just accelerated things in my life and I know for you too, I think God, I have you to do this journey with. How has Awakened Souls changed you as a person? Well, naturally, I'm an introvert. So one of the biggest changes has been to truly be comfortable being the center of attention. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so that is something that truly launching Awakened Souls, I did it afraid. Yeah. I did it afraid because at the time I felt and I believed for a quick second the lies of the devil that the ministry could fail. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But as I started really preparing myself for my messages and truly started making sure that the material that was going to be put out Mm -hmm. was what God was prompting me to put out, I started becoming more and more comfortable in, in who he was creating me to be at the time. And so now I can get in front of 25 because our ministry has grown. In just a short year, a little over a year, we went from three members to now 25 members. Mm -hmm. And I give that, again, I give that praise to God for that because every single member has been divinely orchestrated. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not there by accident. They've all brought in a unique gift, Mm -hmm. a very unique reason as to why they're there. I love that. And I believe that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Truly are our own tribe, the Awakened Souls tribe. So what have you learned from your members over the past year? Oh, wow. Where do I begin? There's so many because as I just mentioned, every single one of our members has brought something so unique about who they are that I have been tremendously blessed by. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's one thing that each one of them possesses that I have learned to be more consistent in my own personal life and make it a lifestyle, and part of who I am is walking in complete humility. Mm -hmm. Every single one of our members brings to the table humility. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something so humble about a simple gesture of a crocheted heart or a crocheted heart. Uh, I'm sorry, flower. Mm -hmm. There's something so simple as bringing me a cantaloupe to share with our members during fellowship. Mm. There's something so simple and humble about just in the way that they say thank you. You know, a very heartfelt hug speaks millions. Mm -hmm. But it truly just, you feel it, you sense it. And you know, because you know that that's a pure heart. And so, you know, I look at each one of them, and they all have wisdom. They're all so full of wisdom. And I've learned so much, like I said, where do I begin? Because they do, each one of them has so much to teach me. Mm-hmm. But they're truly all there to teach each other, to feed off of each other. Right. And they truly have come to believe that. And they've created amongst themselves beautiful friendships. And so some of them now have built these strong friendships, you know, where they're praying with each other. They're calling up each other. They're checking up on each other. Oh, gosh. They're doing Mm -hmm. lunches together. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like a community. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's the vision being walked out. Okay, so what is your vision for Awakened Souls Ministry going forward? I think God is walking out our vision. You know, when I when I started Awaken Souls, I knew that the platform wasn't just going to be mine. Mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't just going to be my voice. I knew that eventually, if it wasn't my members or from my members, mm-hmm. that I wanted to also extend the platform and invitation to other speakers to come in and minister to our members. 
And, and so that was the vision when I started. And then eventually I have I have a member that felt so comfortable after about a year and she comes to me and she says, Sister Delilah, she says, I want to start a prayer line. And this is someone whom I thought was really, really shy. When she told me that she wanted to start a prayer line, we started a prayer line. I didn't know the hows or when, but we prayed about it. And we came into agreement and we launched our prayer line. I had another member that... She's a fantastic gardener and she plants and she harvests all kinds of vegetables and, mm-hmm. and herbs and fruit and stuff. And she always shares, but eventually she was prompted and she came to me. She says, sister Delilah, she says, I want to give a message on growing in grace. And so last May we had our first message on growing in grace and she's come back this year. She says, I want to come back again. Wow. So again, my vision mm-hmm. is now being walked out. That's right. And that is growth. Yes. That is the, a walk with Christ. And that is yes. a, a spiritual growth. And that has catapulted their faith. You know, mm-hmm. it's catapulted. It's given them, it's given them another reason mm-hmm. for purpose. It's given them something else to be excited about. And that's so big. They're getting up and they're sharing their gifts. And that girlfriend is tremendous growth in such a very short amount of time. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Had, um, and then here we are. (laughs) What are we doing? With our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? So (laughs) when I started the ministry, I didn't know either. I had no clue. Yeah. That we would be doing a podcast. And I remember you coming to me saying, what is it that you want to do with the ministry? And I answered, all I want to do is grow and keep sharing the word of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. And keep serving and keep loving on these ladies. Okay. The way that God has told me. Okay. To. Right. And. And so, what was it? I think it was maybe that following month for my birthday, you gave me the surprise. Yeah. You know, we launched our website. Yeah. Okay. And that, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Because you know me more than anybody else. I'm not into social media. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, it gives me, it actually gives me anxiety. And I shared that with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, oh, but I love to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so with that, I said, God knew that, God knew, okay. He knew me and he knows that I'm not into social media. I'm not into those social platforms. Mm -hmm. And he knew that. He knows that that's not my gift. Yeah. But that's a gift that you possess that's so, that's your comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so for that, I knew that, again, it was so godly orchestrated, you know? And now here we are with the podcast. Yeah. You know, where, wow, we're going to do interviews now, you know? And which is great mm-hmm. because... If part of growing God's kingdom, we have to naturally keep growing our ministry. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to do that, it has to go beyond 
our walls. Yes. And thank God for technology because seeing all these microphones and these cables and stuff, the laptop, it seems so high tech to me. Mm -hmm. But again, that's where your gift is. That's where God is using your talents and that's where God is using your gifts. Right. For me, my mission was was really just God using my heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I, and not that he's not using your heart because he's put it in your heart to help. Right. And this is how you want to serve because this is what comes easy to you. It's truly sharing the gospel mm-hmm. to the best of my ability with what he's given me to this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. To share. So now I love standing in front of the ministry and yeah. giving a message. And I'm so comfortable, you know, I may not always get it right, but I'm so comfortable and I am doing it with such a pure heart. Yeah. I love that. Tell us about your relationship with God. When did he awaken you? Oh, my relationship with God. It's a constant one. It's every day, all day going into fellowship with him. My days consist of waking up every morning and walking into my living room before the sun rises and praising. I go into worship. That's Mm. how I set the tone for my fellowship with the Lord. And then I just go into prayer and then I'll be prompted to pray for something in particular, or maybe Mm -hmm. even someone. Mm -hmm. I may go through an experience throughout the day Mm -hmm. and I'm prompted to pray for that situation before I go to bed, you know, just being thankful Mm -hmm. for that day. You know, God gives us 24 hours every single day. Okay. What are you going to do for the next 24 hours for God? And so now I tell him, okay, God, I've got 24 hours a challenge. What are you mm-hmm. going to put before me to accelerate me, mm-hmm. my family, my friends, or even just a stranger to know you? What can I sow into their lives to reach out to you? Even if it's me just sitting down and praying with them. Mm-hmm. I've got people that sometimes call me. I've got people that sometimes private message me, mm. you know, and say, what is it that you're doing now? And it's people I haven't talked to in years. It's people that I don't even mm-hmm. talk to on a constant basis or even periodically. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, I have, I'd like to believe that I've sown a seed. Whatever I may have done, whether it's a prayer or whether it's just words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. or it's just word of encouragement or to just tell them you're not alone truly just demonstrates working for God's kingdom. Yes. So tell us about your relationship with God. When did he awaken you? Oh, that's a beautiful story. My career consists of working pretty much 24 Mm seven, you know, in, uh, in transportation, you know, there's always something moving. So you're constantly working day and night. Mm hmm. And back in June of 2013, I was what I considered at the time the prime of my career. Okay. I had a very, very lucrative job working for a very, very lucrative industry, which is the oil and gas industry. And I was traveling a lot. I felt I was on top of the world because 
I was getting to travel, which is something that I love, 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 love to do. Mm-hmm. And I loved it even more because David got to travel with me. So that was the whole blessing behind, you know, me working for this for this industry. But but if I can be very honest, I felt very empty. I remember that I got up one Friday morning and I went into my closet and I was starting to pick out what I was going to wear that morning for work. And I stood in front of my closet having everything and anything, okay, or having the ability to choose whatever I wanted to wear. Right. (laughs) Oh, because I loved to shop. Mm -hmm. But having so many options, and I remember sitting and standing in front of my closet, and I just stood there, and I did not want to choose anything to wear. And I stood there, and I did not want to go to work. I started feeling like I was empty from Mm -hmm. the inside. Mm. And I kept telling myself, what is this? And I just felt this overwhelming, warm feeling. Mm -hmm. I started shaking and I did not know what that was. And I kept feeling so empty. And I remember dropping to my knees. Mm. And all I remember was crying out to God and saying, what is it that you want from me? Mm. That's powerful. Wow. Because not that I didn't love my job, I loved what I did. Right. Not that I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was very happy. I have a great husband. I have two beautiful sons, but I still felt so empty and I felt so without a purpose. Mm. Yeah. And that's where the emptiness was coming from. And I felt like there was something so much more that God wanted of me, but I did not know. And I was so afraid at that moment because I did not recognize these emotions. Yeah. And so all I could do is pray. Mm -hmm. And I remember dropping to my knees and saying, what is it that you want from me? And I just cried out to the Lord at that moment and saying, what is it that you want from me? And I remember him telling me it's time for change. Wow. It's time for change. Mm -hmm. You are going to change. And even that scared me when I heard that. Of course. Because yeah, I started thinking, wait a minute, how how am I going to change, right? And that's me being in control, wanting to be in control. So I took the day off and I went straight to the Bible. And it was there where I really, not knowing where to even start, Mm -hmm. right? But David had given me a Bible that I really hadn't even really ever opened. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, when I opened it, I heard his voice and I heard him tell me, this is where I need you to begin. Love that. Wow. So, and there started my journey Mm -hmm. of having that yearning, wanting to know what it was that he wanted me to do Mm -hmm. besides being an employee, besides being a full-time mom and a full-time wife. He wanted me to follow him. Mm -hmm. And remind you that two years prior to that, I had just lost my my grandfather. Right. Mm. Uh, His dementia got worse and eventually we ended up losing him. But uh, I believe it was February of 2011. And so I didn't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. And all I kept doing was just sob. I just kept sobbing. And all I kept hearing is, this is where I need you to begin. Mm. And now I know that was him calling me. Yeah. Right? Yes. Now I know I have, Mm -hmm. now I know he's taught me to, 
to he's giving me the wisdom and the knowledge to know that that was him calling me yes and and eventually then in spending time with him daily consistently i started getting heavily involved in bible studies and just wanting to know all about him and started going to bible college and mm-hmm. just doing all i can do started serving so that's where my journey began wow mm-hmm. that's very powerful that is a, a true awakening to god's voice a that very is, powerful one yes Okay, so our last question to close out this interview. If you could speak a message of truth or leave a bit of advice for your family's future generations, what would it be? Well, so um, I've always enjoyed writing notes. I've always Mm -hmm. enjoyed, you know, little post-its. But I was prompted when I had launched Awakened Souls. Mm -hmm. I was prompted by the Lord to write love letters to to both of my boys. Each one of them has a journal that I possess. Okay. And actually, they don't know about them. I've been writing love letters to them as how I've seen God orchestrate circumstances and has walked them out in different circumstances. Oh, my gosh. I'm writing love letters of how even when we've had our own differences, mm-hmm. you know, from a child to a mother, from a father to a son, and how we've overcome those challenges. Mm-hmm. So I've had front row seats to writing my boys love letters. Mm-hmm. And I hope that one day, don't know when, one day they'll eventually have possession of those journals. And they're going to be able to see for themselves of God how of how God worked in their lives. But if there's one thing that I do that we do talk to the boys about is I pray, we do pray every single day that they come to know God, mm-hmm. to love God and to serve God. Because they will need him. They're going to go through a life experience that's going to consume them and overwhelm them. And they have to know who God is. Mm-hmm. And that their only help is going to be from him. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you love to write, even if it's just short sentences mm-hmm. on a little post-it, stick them in a book. Leave them for your loved ones. Doesn't have to be anything elaborate. You know, a simple I love you mm-hmm. and the date. Uh, you'd be amazed as to how many times you actually think about it. And you mm-hmm. write it down mm-hmm. and you stick it in a book. And so I hope, and again, I'm not trying to write a book. Yeah. It's just me witnessing God in their lives. Mm -hmm. And again, they're going to, they have to go through a life experience for them to be able to be ready to receive. Right. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would be my message to my family. That's beautiful. I love that so much. Well, thank you, Delilah, for chatting with me today. I know you will be back often. In fact, you just led the first Awakened Souls Fellowship of 2020 on February 15th with a very powerful message. I really wanted to set the tone in how believing in God, but most importantly, trusting him in those challenging times, mm-hmm. okay, that no matter what we're going through, faith is always going to win and that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I discovered in that, that was an eye opener for me in that fellowship as I walked all of our members through a through a short exercise mm-hmm. was that some of us shared the same challenge. So we truly mm-hmm. are not alone in our obstacles. Mm-hmm. 
And if I can show them how I dealt with my challenges, that that would be an encouragement to them. Sure. I'm not expecting them to to do exactly what I did, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that it would prompt them to go to God for that direction. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And it was a beautiful message. Thank you. So... If there are any listeners who were unable to attend the fellowship or would like to hear it again or share the message with family and friends, we'll be posting it as the next podcast on the website very soon. And we'll also share the link on Facebook if you follow us there so you won't miss anything. Also, I would like to encourage you to follow Awakened Souls on Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening in the Awakened Souls community or simply visit our website often for blog posts, announcements, and event dates. Thank you again for listening and we love you and God bless you.